0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining our tab fetish. Um, my name is Ennis. I'm the brand director of Sample. Uh, before we begin, I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Boon Wurrung. Um, we pay our respects to their past, present, and the future. Um, just wanted to give you a bit of a short intro before we kick this off. Um, so Sample uh, has been part of M Pavilion for the last four years, and we're a brand that pretty much exists to inspire ideas in people. And this is pretty much the perfect platform to do this, because there's no better way to execute this philosophy other than an M Pavilion. Um, so this initiative, Open Tabs, um, the idea kind of seeded itself about a year and a half ago when Jeremy and I met at Future Laboratory, which was an event that we uh, were both speakers at. And I remember saying to Jeremy, we should do something with beers and ideas and and think of a cool way to get people to interact. And about two months ago, we met up and we started to brainstorm. (laughs) And we arrived at Open Tabs. Um, So we're really, really pleased to have you here. Uh, And just another note, uh, the beer is free this evening, so make sure you grab as much as you can. I'll hand you over to Jeremy now, who'll uh, run you through the speakers and kick it off. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Ennis. Okay, this is going to work perfectly. Hi, everyone. My name is Jeremy Wartzman. I'm the director of the Jackie Winter Group and your host this evening for Open Tabs. Thank you, everyone, for coming out in this, yeah, I, this beautiful space, chilly kind of weather as well. Um, so, yeah, Open Tabs. This is the first one that we're doing, and basically, what we're trying to do is. I mean, it's part of our kind of greater marketing for Jackie Winter as well, like taking this into ad agencies and creative studios um, as a way for us to kind of market the business as also a way to get people in the business kind of inspired and looking at different things as well. Um, And so the format is, there's going to be kind of five of us here. We're literally just kind of going through 10 of our most recent kind of browser tabs, taking you through... um, yeah, kind of what we're kind of looking at and everything. It's really hard talking in front of people. Everything sounds so good in your head when you're trying to, when you're trying to do it, and then it gets really hard. Um, so, one second, I'm just going to start this thing up over here. Okay, see if this works. Okay, this is kind of, this is something that I wrote and actually kind of segues into not really kind of my first tab, but um, yes, just as you can tell a lot about someone by the contents of their bags. Our internet browsers are a natural extension of that, often holding the keys and insights to our everything from deepest interests and curiosities to hopes and fears. Um, For many of us, it's our actual kind of workspace and the tools of our trade. Um, And now this tab is open in something that I like to use called Diff Checker. Um, And as you can see, my first one is kind of where I had my original text. I then deleted something and then I put the new text in and this kind of finds the difference over there. So yeah, this is a really interesting tool that I kind of really like using when I'm trying to edit someone else's text or trying to kind of figure those bits and pieces out Um, but yeah by bringing these things into the open we hope to kind of give you a deeper insight into our personal and professional practice as well as a general sense of the current trends and directions that the creative industry might be heading in as a whole now I have to kind of keep talking for another probably 15 or 20 seconds and make sure it's actually going to the next tab I don't really have anything else to kind of say about this ah it worked I'm so excited this is really excellent Okay, so yes, my name is Jeremy Wortsman. I'm the director of the Jackie Winter Group. Um, Actually, this is going to go for another minute as well. I don't really kind of need to kind of go into this. I'm just going to kind of go to the next app and see what kind of happens over here. So this is a, this is something that we actually put in our podcast the other week and kind of where it all kind of went. Um, This is just an app called Muzzle. It's a simple app to silence embarrassing notifications. The reason I put this as my first app because I know something is going to kind of come up as... I go through this or as anyone else kind of goes through it. And this is just kind of one of my favorite marketing sites as well because I don't know if you guys can read the things that are kind of coming up here, like, in the actual kind of corner as, like, different kind of, like, fake notifications that actually aren't coming, coming up, but it's kind of, yeah, a way to kind of um, advertise this product, which I just really love. It's copywriting genius. Um, I think, yeah, we're just going to keep... Looking at a few of these, has this ever happened to anyone where you've had tabs come up or like notifications like while something else has happened? Has that happened to anyone? Who's Dwight? (laughs) I I was thinking about that, like doing all the captions kind of up there. I'm waiting now for my actual notification to actually kind of move over now. I don't know how many of these that they have. They're really good. (laughs) I've never seen that top one ever before happening there. Okay, I'm just going to move on to the next one. Okay, so another thing that I guess I use consistently is, I guess, and where a lot of these links come from, is News Blur. So does anyone here use RSS or know what RSS is? Kind of, sort of. So basically, this is actually my kind of... um, So Google had a site called Google Reader, where you basically just put in a bunch of sites that you read um, often, and it pulls in kind of the list of articles that come in. This is pretty much how I read the entire internet. And um, basically, yeah, these are just kind of lists of all the different sites that I read, and this is kind of how I get all my information. And there's so many. It's like I have been kind of curating this list now, for maybe kind of 15 or 16 years and there's so many kind of good things that are kind of in here that I really, really quite love. One of my, I mean, so this is kind of live at the moment so, you know, everything that's kind of happened, I kind of campaign brief for the day, I can go through here. One of my favorite sites is called Ask Metafilter and it's just kind of basically kind of a question and answer site where anyone can post questions, people post kind of random answers, but the people and the drama of the things that kind of come up from here is amazing. So this is actually kind of from today, I don't know what's kind of happening so, Someone's wants book recommendations. Someone needs photo organizations. Lots of relationship advice, and like I'm reading through this, like people are fucking insane. So this is something about someone who does weed every day. I don't know. Cannot relate. Declining job offers. I mean, it's it's really really interesting. So yeah, I love RSS. I think that News blur is fantastic for this. That's where I get my things happening. And I think my timer is actually kind of broken here for Chrome that I spent about two hours today trying to work. So I'm just going to keep moving. Um, next up in my tab, the season finale of Get Cracking, which I haven't watched yet. Does anyone love this show? It is so good. So good. It's like there was a time where I remember you had to be really high to find things funny on TV, like when I was younger. And it was really hard to find really funny things. Like as an adult, like nothing was really funny anymore. But this is like one of the few shows that I've kind of watched recently that is just genuinely, genuinely funny. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's getting a lot of attention. I don't know. But it's really, really fantastic. So yeah, Kate McLennan and um, Kate McCarthy just kind of doing a bit of a parody of um, early morning kind of talk show, but their talk show is at three fifteen in the morning. There's eight episodes. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it already. Um, so that's actually in my tabs this week. Another thing that I have is, um, is the, the Book of Life kind of website from the School of Life. And this is just kind of always in my tabs at the moment because, I mean, it's a, really, it's a really interesting idea because one, it's kind of just a collection of essays from the School of Life, but also there's no way to actually get this content anywhere else. So it's not an ebook, it's not in a PDF, it's not an audio book, it's kind of only here. And it's so, so big. This is the only way that you can really kind of interface with it is um, just kind of reading it here. So this is kind of something that I like to kind of keep open that I kind of pick through all the time. But it's also the bane of my existence because I hate having open tabs and I can never close it because I'm never going to get through it. So there's some really good stuff in it. Um, So yeah, that's here as well. I should also mention, I didn't mention this up front, but I'll be putting lists and kind of links to all these links somewhere else. I think they're going to be on the OpenTabs website, which is OpenTabs.Rodeo, so if you go there and check that out after this, you can get all that, so don't worry about writing it down and stuff like that. Okay. How am I doing? Is everything okay? Yeah? Sort of okay? Okay. It's really hard to know. I don't, I don't like looking people in the eye when I'm talking, in case you haven't noticed, because it really trips me up. Like, if someone is not looking at me, or someone's on their phone, like, I really feel that what I'm talking about isn't interesting, so I don't look at anyone when I talk. It, talking's really hard. Um, Okay, so I thought I'd also kind of take this up, which is Basecamp. Any Basecamp lovers here? Anyone using Basecamp? Yeah, that's right. So we use Basecamp, which is a project management um, app. Um, All of our kind of projects um, through Jackie Winter kind of run with that. Um, We just kind of pulled up a recent project here that we did for a school in Tasmania called Foundry. And yeah, I just thought if anyone kind of is interested to see kind of, I guess, how a project actually kind of runs on Basecamp. This was kind of a good example. Basecamp is basically just a dedicated online project, like online kind of space where you can kind of get a lot of people together and talk about a project. So in this brief over here, a brief was actually kind of posted as a file. You know, we kind of post timelines. We kind of put contact details on there. And you can see how things kind of will move through from kind of initial scamp. This is with an artist of ours, Sean Morris. And this was kind of for eight different scenes. Um, and, you know, starting in, um, starting in just sketches, moving to kind of comping things together. Um, I mean, this was a really big project that went over around kind of two weeks And you can just kind of see how it just kind of keeps getting kind of picked apart, different references kind of being posted over here as well. So the reason we love Basecamp is because we hate email. We're trying to get out of email as much as possible. So yeah, anyone who will listen to me talk about Basecamp, I will talk about Basecamp to anyone forever. I really, really like it. Not just kind of the software itself, but their whole... Um, I guess, philosophy of how projects are supposed to be run and how work is supposed to be done. So, yeah, this is, I mean, this project just kept going and going and going, eventually kind of gets to the end, um, and then people are posting kind of links to the final pieces and everything kind of gets done. Anyway, I don't know if I can actually post this on our links, but I might post kind of something similar to that for Basecamp. Um, Similarly, something else that has been in my browser is um, this new thing called Dropbox Paper. So, one thing that... I hate about Basecamp is they specifically keep things very, very simple and the tools are very, very minimal and they haven't really, um, they don't really like, they're kind of on their own trip. They don't really listen to other people's feedback which can sometimes be really annoying so I'm always on the hunt for different project management tools. And so the one that I've been really interested in here is um, Dropbox Paper which is basically a new Dropbox product and Dropbox in general has been really kind of pivoting their whole business. Um, to focus more on creative work. They just um, announced this whole redesign. Paper is kind of a big part of that, which is basically just a document that anyone can kind of comment on, but it also brings in image markup features, which is something that, um, that Basecamp doesn't have. And so basically, we have this kind of internal project over here, where I'm ca- we're trying to redesign one of um, our products for a puzzle that we do. And so I said, okay, I'm just gonna kind of throw things in here and see if it kind of works in Dropbox Paper. The answer is it doesn't really. It's still kind of a bit buggy, but it's still really interesting to kind of look at so you know what we were kind of able to do in here was kind of actually bring our images in have kind of this really kind of this one long discussion but then actually kind of then go into our actual images and kind of mark them up and kind of give feedback where we kind of need to resolve things over here all in kind of one kind of pane. So yeah this has been a really interesting one I highly recommend checking it out if you are looking for different ways to manage your products. Um, One thing that will always be in my links every week will be a link from Fast Company, probably my favorite uh, site at the moment, kind of just for getting just general kind of business and current event advice. This is one that I actually, like, is anyone doing this? Is anyone fasting? Is anyone fasting here? Penny, you're doing it. How's it going? It's hard. Yeah. I really, really want to try it because, like, after having two kids, I'm just... A horrible person physically. And I just, I think something just needs to happen with my body. And I don't know what else is gonna happen, but I think fasting is maybe okay. I don't know. I'm really interested, but I'm, I'm you know, haven't read this yet because I really don't wanna not eat for a few days. So that's why it's still in my tabs and that's happening there. Um, and yeah, and then yeah, this, is also, this is a real kind of Google result as well that I kind of have to go and read the result of because I cannot deal with conflict at all and I don't know how to talk to other people who, you know, are mad at me or anything. Like, I, I like, even when I'm kind of driving, like, if someone's behind me and getting really close, like, I feel, re- like, I just, I don't like when other people are mad at me, but I really need to kind of change that as well as a whole fasting thing. So I'll kind of just, sometimes if I get these ideas, I'll just kind of Google these kind of questions in, and then on the weekend I'll kind of go through and try to read things and see if I can, um, you know, try to fix that. But, you no, know, there you go. That's a very personal insight, if anyone cared about me. Um, and then finally, um, the another kind of new piece of software that we're trialing as well is Airtable. Anyone on Airtable here? No? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of those things that you have to kind of play with for a while to kind of get. Um, it's kind of like when Slack kind of first came out, and it was really, I didn't know, like, okay, what? Like Slack, it just seems kind of so... It seems so kind of basic, it's just kind of like group chat, like ICQ or anything like that. But it's like once you're kind of into it and actually using it, then it kind of makes sense. Airtable's kind of got a similar vibe where um, it is just kind of like, looks like just kind of a spreadsheet software, but it's so much kind of more advanced for that in terms of how you can just do a lot more. Like we had everything in Google Sheets and now we're slowly kind of moving things out to square, uh, out to, um, out to open, out to Airtable. So yeah, this is the document that we kind of put together as well. So like where we kind of, you know, got everyone's kind of links that were kind of coming out today. You can put things together in like a really long spreadsheet and actually convert it automatically to a form and just collect information that way. It's really, really cool. So I think that's kind of where I'm going to end. Thank you for listening and not looking me in the face. I appreciate it. Thank you. So we're going to move over now to our official first speaker. Um, A very dear friend of mine and an amazing and inspiring person who I'm sure is responsible for many open tabs in a lot of our own browsers. Please welcome Lucy Fagans from the Design Files.
2: Thank you. My tabs are really different to Jeremy's. Thank you very much. Okay, so thanks so much for having me. I'm very flattered to be here. Jeremy, you put on the best events and um, I always learn something whenever I speak to you. So thanks for having me. So yeah, I run the Design Files website. Um, we have a little office down in Collingwood. This is our website. Um, I'm really obsessed with content. So my tabs are like cool content. There's no tech anything. Um, this is what's on our site today. So it's Riesley's latest exhibition look how unfriendly he looks we took five photos of him or something and that is the most friendly face he gave us anyway um yeah so we got um what is it the design files started off being about design and illustration and um homes and interiors and art and these days it's um it's really grown into something bigger than that and very diverse I guess or kind of diverse anyway so um uh, yeah, this is a little snapshot of our latest content, and then um, some news pieces. I just got back from Denmark, or and I do this little editor's letter. Oh no, it jumped forward. Okay, one to next one. So this it worked. Yeah. Um, so we, I was so chuffed that we were on site Unseen, which is one of my favourite websites um, out of uh, New York. I think, um, although they've got some different international contributors, it's like such a great site. Um, it's kind of about design. It's similar to us, but a lot more. Um, has a very distinct style. They cover international design and um, go to a lot of the big international design fairs and design news and they're covering our event um, which we're having next month called the Design Falls Open House. So we took these shots and they ran a story on it which, I don't know, I feel like so chuffed that we got on their website. So this is what our event's going to be like when we run it next month. Um, And yeah, I don't want to talk about my own event too much but we're doing this event in Collingwood um, and it's going to look a bit like this, featuring maybe 40 or 50 different local designers and makers and artists and stuff. So, But I do love their website, aside from it, just the one time they featured us. Um, so oh, on to the next slide. Oh, this is a really cool video that I really loved. I don't know if this is going to play sound, Jeremy, is it? Cut. There's something visually appealing about seeing
3: a group of people matching outfit?
2: Or maybe it's just going to load. Anyway, basically we're starting to do a lot of video on the design files and I'm always looking at people doing video in a cool way because it feels like quite a tricky medium to kind of get right and we do a lot of branded stuff like collaborate with brands. I'm always trying to push it a bit but you end up being reined in a bit. So this is... We do a lot of work with Dulux and they're all about colour and I'm always trying to do stuff that's a bit more cool and so I just love this video. It's about colour and... Um I'll try and reload it anyway, it just inspired me. The music's really good when it gets to the point where the music plays it's kind of like seeing a flock of birds or oh no, a field of flowers Oh, and we're on to the next one. Watch it in your own time. Um, this is another cool thing about color. this is just. Such, I wish I'd thought of this idea first. So this is like a blog in America called Oh Happy Day. It's a bit cute. But they've done this amazing thing. Have you seen it, Becky? It's amazing. So it's like called The Colour Factory. This girl who's just like a blogger like me has taken over this massive building in San Francisco, turned it into basically like the world's best Instagram opportunity. So all different artists have got a different room in this big building. And here's just a snapshot. It's, you actually have to look on the Instagram channel. Basically a different artist has every room and all these different colors like look at that now it's playing the music from the other tab
3: i have always been interested in fashion since i was 10 years
1: old and started making my own clothes
2: okay sorry i'm back here anyway you just have to look at this it's so awesome like this whole building and all these people are just going crazy visiting it the tickets have sold out i think it was costing like 35 dollars to just go it's you don't buy anything there you just go there and like take photos of yourself in these colourful rooms anyway sorry I'm not doing the best job of showing you but you need to check it out it's really so inspiring they've they've just kitted out this entire building for like I think three or four months and it's just every room's got this amazing colour kind of installation and it's really inspiring I love that nothing's for sale there you just go there because you want to just see it and there's you don't have to buy anything except a ticket to get in um Maybe on their own. Am I allowed to go to another website? Oh, this is the actual website for the place. Um, I just love ideas like this. Oh, they actually should have made a video. I can't believe they didn't make a video about it. It's actually so hard to find. That's kind of cool though. You kind of have to go and experience it. You know, you can't just like watch it on a two-minute video or something. Anyway, that's that. I don't know if it's going to take me to the next thing in 50 in 30 seconds but if it's not I'm gonna Ugh, I don't know I'm gonna go to the next slide Ha! this is so boring but it shows how diverse our job is so um you know we have to do heaps of stuff with brands these days because we don't really we used to our website used to be funded by advertising but now um it's really hard to just ...sell advertising, so we do a lot of brand collaborations. That's really what pays for what we do editorially. Anyway, Nespresso, who I know a lot of people dislike because they have sustainability issues... um, ...are always trying to kind of get this message out about how you can recycle their coffee pods. And they came to us wanting to do something around their coffee pods... ...and how they're recyclable and telling people they should recycle them more or something... And I was like, man, I can't write a story about this. Like, I can't say Nespresso and sustainability in one story. It doesn't feel real and authentic. But I was like, maybe we can figure out a way to, like, actually figure out how to get these pods recycled and make something cool with them. So I was literally Googling, like, where in New South Wales there's, like, a recycling plant and talking to these dudes in factories that recycle aluminium in New South Wales um, about how we could maybe ship them some Nespresso pod to recycle and make a lampshade out of them and that was the place in New South Wales that might be making a light shade out of some recycled espresso pods for us so stay tuned if that ever comes to fruition. This is um, uh, a cool really cool um, food kind of thing in Perth it's called Spice Mama and we've just been back and forth trying to figure out how to do a content piece with them and some recipes for our website for our food kind of section anyway it's a mother and daughter um kind of initiative they do like food tours to India they're they're Indian Indian Australian and um amazing food and it's just like really oh it just feels like authentic and incredible and their their recipes are um interspersed with all these really beautiful kind of family photos um have we got so this these guys are going to be on our site soon but we had to coordinate a shoot with them in Perth because Perth is really far we traveled to Sydney and Brisbane but Perth felt too far to travel for a food shoot so this is this amazing lady Shaheen who runs Spice Mama which is just a great food blog and a really good Instagram for food and just like the history of her family in India and her mum's time in India and she works with her mum on these on this great um, food kind of business and education business Uh, this is um, another one that is um, it does feel a bit self promotiony again but it is has been open daily so it feels accurate Um, ...as a snapshot of what I'm looking at at the moment. This is a local artist called Bobby Clark... ...who makes these works on paper... ...and has really kind of got this incredible 70s kind of vibe. And uh, we're having an exhibition with her next week... ...at our little gallery in Collingwood. And so... um, Yeah, she's kind of quite interesting. Like, amazingly, Solange... ...that, like, super famous singer in America... um, ...found her on Instagram... ...and, like, involved her... ...or got her work into a show in the Guggenheim earlier this year... And um, they printed a poster, like a limited edition print of Bobby's work for all the guests of this exhibition that Solange curated at the Guggenheim. It was the only gift that everyone got. And, like, they found her on Instagram. I was like, that is insane. Like, how amazing. It's so important to put your work out there. Who knows where it could end up? So, um, yeah. And now she's doing a show with us in our tiny little gallery in Collingwood. So, Um, this is um, a builder's website. We stalk people's houses all the time because we have to shoot houses every week for our website. And um, so anyway, this is actually Chloe Quigley's house. She doesn't know I'm showing you this. She works at, she runs Orderline, that great graphic design company. Um, and uh, her, this is her builder's website. How cute is her house? So I'm just trying to figure out a way to go there and shoot it because it looks so cute. So we're always trying to sn- snoop on people's houses and cool workspaces and stuff. And this is just another example of me trying to snoop and see if we can find a cool house to shoot on some architect's website. Now you've seen it, I probably don't need to actually run it <laughs> on my site. Um, seriously though, how cute is that? So cute! It's in Northcote. That's a looks like a authentic Featherston chair. Um, uh, what's the next one? Oh, Man Repeller. Oh, I love this site. It's really not my, st- my thing either. I don't really do fashion. I don't like fashion blogs. Oh, I'm going back. Sorry. That was definitely not 60 seconds. Um, and uh, but this site is really killing it. And so it's this American fashion blog. I'm sure you guys all know it. The girl who runs it is so switched on. She's been only doing it for like eight years. It's like she's got millions and millions of viewers. And it's kind of like I love it because it's indie and she does it her way. She hasn't taken any investment. It's really her thing. Um, but she's grown really organically and she really um, has a very unique tone and a really authentic sassy kind of voice that um, feels unique and I feel like it's just this is where it's inspiring to me because I feel like you know I'm always trying to um, balance kind of commercial interests and having a cool you know publication that has something to say Um, and she just is nailing it and Really growing, and I wish that on her homepage it didn't say how important is sex in relationships because it's not a good indication of (laughs) how cool this site is. But anyway, I really love it, they're doing a really good job. I need to kind of pay more attention to how they're doing it. They just inject real personality into what they do, and sometimes I find with my site that the more polished you get, the less personality you kind of can impart. So, anyway, they do a great job. This is a really great local site called Modernist Australia who we recently featured. It's just like these two guys uh, – no, a girl and a guy, a a couple, that live um, in, I think, Point Lonsdale, anyway, down the coast, and they're obsessed with mid-century architecture and Australian kind of modernist design. And it's basically a kind of – they kind of – create this kind of... That they look at uh, real estate listings for really great mid-century homes and promote them on their website and on their social channels. And they do such a good job of finding these awesome homes that are, like, for sale that probably some developer will just buy and knock down and, you know, which is really devo. But they... Um, like, look at this house. Where is it? Oh, it's in New South Wales, this one. But anyway, like, these houses that literally will just get knocked down and just turn into a block of ugly flats. Um, oh, no. Where did I go? Anyway um they're doing a really good job of kind of promoting mid-century architecture and just like shining a spotlight on these little houses and hopefully it will make people buy them and them not be sold to a developer i don't know where the page went jeremy will send you a link or something um well maybe i can just go back yeah it's a really good site i want to buy like every house on this site except all the good ones are in like new south wales and south australia like, look at this one. This is an actual house that's in New South Wales that you can buy. It's just so good. But like it is, you couldn't, des- you would never see a new house designed like this. It's just so amazing. And people would just buy that and knock it down. You would never know it was there because you weren't looking for a house in Mackerel, New South Wales. But because of this website, you kind of know it exists and you think, maybe I could have a holiday house there, <laughs> you know? Anyway, I love it. Look, you wouldn't think that was in Australia, though, would you? You'd just think it was in some, like, lodge in Canada or something. I don't know. Anyway, I love snooping in people's houses, clearly. Um, workspace, this is my last slide. So, Pinterest is kind of obvious, especially if you're in design field. I love Pinterest and um, we recently featured Jeremy, uh, the Jackie Winter offices on our site. We've got this new column about workspaces and I'm just really, um, like, I'm just really inspired and I want to... Uh, um, renovate kind of our office next year because I feel like for a design site we actually have a really boring space so inspired by Jeremy and some of his photos of his offices are here I'm like kind of collecting images of cool offices and I want to make our office a bit cooler so I'm just kind of hitting up Pinterest for all the gorgeous pictures of people people's offices I love this one So cool. Um, Yeah. So that's where I have spent the last couple of weeks on the internet. Thanks for having me. I'm seeing a thread there. Yeah, thanks.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lucy. I'm so excited that the tab closing actually worked. That just made my day. Um, Fantastic. Let me just get our next slides ready. This is a really cool program if anyone's interested in automating their Mac, Keyboard Maestro. it can record anything. Anything that you do, you just kind of put it in there and it can play it back, it's really cool. Anyway, please welcome to OpenTabs our second guest. He is the founder of uh, the Royals, as well as the about to be launched AI company, Move 37, Dave King. Hello, Dave. Thank
4: you. Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, so thanks, Jeremy and the sample guys for putting this on. Uh, the sample lager is a very special lager. Get it over there. It's fantastic and it's free. Um, I uh, work at a company called The Royals. We're a creative agency. Um, I started The Royals 2008. Thank you very much. And um, went to business with a few other guys probably six years ago. Um, now we've got offices in Melbourne and Sydney. We do creative work, as you can see. Um, there's us playing... Table tennis with the um, Barris who used to have a good reputation. There's us hanging with flamingos. Um, Here's what we have most listened to on Spotify today, um, which looks like Rod Stewart. Awesome. Um, So recently, as as, um, Jeremy mentioned, I I also started a, a company called Move 37. And this blog post is the one that kicked that off for me about a year and a half ago. So this is a blog post about creative artificial intelligence, but it's not really about the technology as much as... Oh, that was quick. I'm going to jump back. Um, As much as about, you know, creativity in general. So this is written by a couple of guys in Germany um, probably about 18 months ago. And it goes into, you know, the, the evolution of creativity through people working with tools in an augmented way as well as an automated way. Um, and how that's played out over time. Um, This is like literally an epic saga of Beowulfian proportions, Um, and it goes through all the things that have happened to to get to... That's going to take a while to load. um, To get to the spot where we are now, so, you know, bits of code and... um, you know, different bits of software, um, Brian Eno messing with things, David Bowie messing with things, but it's all around, you know, the role of, you know, working with computers and tools um, in interesting ways, not to take our jobs, but rather, to, you know, um, work in different ways. Um, this, these guys I've loved, um, so the way I approached this brief, by the way, for the tabs was um, a bit, bit different to, the, to um, Jeremy and Lucy. It was more about things that have stuck in my head for like 10 years rather than the last week. So I call them like... Um, I'm on a hyper-rotation um, there. Um, I call them, like, rather than bookmarks, I kind of call them, like, you know, landmarks. So th- the things that have stuck in... Jeremy and I have, have, have a, um, a love of the internet going back to the 90s. Um, and these are the things that have stuck in my head and they come up in my, in my consciousness all the time, no matter what I'm working on. Uh, these guys was called the, the Fat Lab, um, which is the, um, the Free Art and Technology Lab. Um, they closed down last year. They're a place in Brooklyn. And they, they're a, a collective of artists and technologists... Um, associated with an organisation called iBeam in in New York. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that, but awesome. Um, Here's just a a sliver. The page is still up, so there's still, like, you know, thousands of projects up there. I actually saved the whole project on... the whole website onto hard disk just in case it ever disappears. Um, But here's an example of one of the things they do um, where they, um, you know, project the Commodore 64 loading screen onto a rolling door, a roller door, um, as you do. I mean, I'm sure we've always wanted to do that, each and every one of us. Actually, I don't even need to play that. You can kind of see what's going to happen. That's going to be projected over there. Um, so this, this, this has literally been in my browser the last week because um, I don't know if anyone noticed Malcolm Turnbull slipped through that kind of um, facial recognition surveillance stuff over the last couple of weeks. And so everyone's going, yeah, 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 marriage equality, whatever, which is, which is important. However, this thing they slipped through when they could. Um, so this is an artist named um, Adam Harvey who works out of Berlin and he does um, a, an amazing thing called the Privacy Gift Shop. So you go and then you buy um, products or, or projects that are important for privacy. So, such as um, camouflage for your face, or material that you can wear that, when surveillance cameras are looking at you, they, um, you know, they they think that you're, um, uh, they they think they're looking at a face when they're looking at your body, um, and so. This is uh, stealthware, um, and so things were, you know, anti-drone stuff in the in, in the Middle East that people can wear so they don't get, you know, picked off by the American government. Um, segue into another political thing. This this is from a little while ago, but 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 super interesting. This was a, a project that someone built, and the code's on GitHub, so you can go and grab it. Um, uh, and this is called Trump to Cash, and basically what this does is every time Trump... I don't know if you remember during the campaign, but every time Trump me- um, mentioned um, a company, it would have an effect on the stock exchange, <coughs> and there's a lot of people thinking it's either, you know, deliberate or not deliberate, but it doesn't really matter. This thing basically um, trawled um, Trump's tweets and it looked to de- determine whether the sentiment of the tweet was positive or negative, and then traded traded stock on that... Um, on that uh, um, particular you know company on the nasdaq um, and so we had a um we worked on the alp uh campaign in 2013 and we had a similar idea which we prototyped and they wouldn't let us do it but this reminds me of that which was every time tony abbott said stop the boats um, it would a bitcoin miner would kick in um mine one dollars worth and donate it to the asrc um, so it's literally every single time tony abbott said stop the boats um, it uh, it hurt his policy which is awesome um, This is something I did come back to two weeks ago. Um, This is a document from uh, 1943 from the Office of Strategic Services Planning Group, um, which later became uh, the CIA. And this was literally sort of documenting um, how a rumour works and how you can use rumours in the field um, for military combat. And there's a lesson in this, um, which is stuck in my head, um, and I think it's just better the devil you know when it comes to propaganda – um, which is uh, a, a rumour is an old story dressed in new clothes. And what that means, obviously, is a successful story. Uh, a successful rumour is easy to remember, it seems familiar, it follows a stereotyped plot, like you don't want to teach someone a new plot when it comes to rumours. Um, it has a function in a particular group. Um, and so you read this kind of thing and you go, oh yeah, I get how that's. they're doing both you know, 1940s, 1960s, um, you know, modern Australia, modern America, whatever. Um, this is a game. Um, so this is a game called The Founder. Um, and it's a dystopian business simulator, um, which is super fun. Um, so what you do is you set up your little startup and you go in and bootstrap your team. And this actually teaches you, or reminds you of the of the mechanics and the and the different dynamics of a um, of, of of how companies work and what Silicon Valley assume that you know that we're into. Um, and so you have got to hire your little team. Those little dudes are, um, and do that. So your little um, team members. You got to hire designers and developers, and then you got to offer them perks, and you got to disrupt legacy industries like hardware, biotech, defense, um, and then you got to break, you know, do brand, um, uh groundbreaking research and all that kind of stuff, um, and then you just grow, grow, grow. And it actually, it, it it's it's like this kind of weird kind of click fest of just like continuing to fuel the fire. It's like um, the Sims on acid, um, but. But, if, um, but I'm in this because I, f- I uh, back this in Kickstarter, so if you, if you ever go and play this, you can hire me as a designer about level three. <laughs> um, so this is another thing that... Um, this, this, this guy, um, Samim, is, is one of my favourite kind of AI people, creative AI. He's actually big into kind of um, you know, meditation and mindfulness and stuff. So he's not a pure technologist. He's actually... Um, He's actually, um, you know, uh, almost the full package, the left-brain, right-brain guy. And he did this experiment. This is back to 2015. And what this is, and it left a big impact on me, was teaching a neural network um, to read images and appropriate language or or to describe that um, image with a certain kind of language. So what this means is you teach a neural network or an algorithm, um, a certain kind of language, so it could be science fiction or it could be Shakespeare or, in this case, um, uh, Mills and Boone novels, and, and that way, the algorithm's only got that language to draw on to actually read the image. So let me read this one out. He was a shirtless man in the back of his mind, and I let out a curse as he leaned over to kiss me on the shoulder. He wanted to str. He oh, I'm going back. I'm cheating. Sorry. He wanted to strangle me, considering the beautiful boy I'd become wearing his boxes. So this is literally computer vision stuff where um, – and there's lots of other examples on the page. If you scroll down, there's, um, you know, the way the algorithm sees um, um, – what's that movie called? Ghost. Um, oh, yes, she was more than willing to rip their wedding cake out of her hands. She had no intention of telling him what he'd done to her. She took a deep breath and looked back up at James, who was making love to the bride and groom. So it's kind of nonsense <laughs> – But you can kind of see where it's coming from. There's a Trump one I won't go into because I'm cheating the tabs. Um, But a fascinating thing to go... Computers can see stuff that we can't see, but they can also only see stuff, you know, through the methods that they've been taught to see the world. Um, Haikia. So has anyone seen Hykea before? Um, This is funny as. So this is pretty simple. Can you kind of guess what it is based on the logo? Um, This is people... um, Assembling I- IKEA stuff um, after taking Today drugs. Today we're
1: taking acid and building furniture from
5: IKEA. Wow,
4: there's a lot more.
3: How of do you make drawers out of pieces of wood?
5: yeah.
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> I understand you drawers. I need a drawer, kind of. Or do you have another
4: screwdriver? You're on your own. <laughs> so there's lots of episodes that they're all pretty similar. But I like that notion of, um, you know, because IKEA has been pretty, you know, um, I guess, um, tightly bound as far as people messing with their brand over the years. Um, so I love the fact that people can mess with that and it gets up and it's like, you know, now you can pay for that on Hulu. Um, this, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you've, you've probably all felt it. I love this as a, as a mechanism to talk about, you know, creative services and clients Um, This is brilliant. So, you know, you can literally only pick two. You can't pick three. Fast, good or cheap, pick two. So if you want to do creative work, just send them this. Because literally, you can't have fast, good and cheap. It doesn't work. No? No, can't do it. Still can't do it. (laughs) You get the idea. All right, this is my last thing. Um, This is a video (laughs) that I did show someone. I've probably shown this to someone once a month for the last 20 years or whenever. Um, This is called Your Business Card is Crap. I'm going to jump up to here because we don't have that much time. Looks like crap. It is crap. It's the same size of every other business
5: card in my hand that you guys just gave me. These aren't even your cards. That card looks like crap too. One color. Nothing special about it. Let me see. What's it say on it? Name of the company in Atlanta. It's an agency. This guy's a CSO. Chief strategic officer, wow, I'm impressed. So what, he's an officer. I know companies that are worth $10,000 a year and the guy's a CEO. I will never make a criticism if I don't have a resolution. You see that card? This is the most impressive business card I've ever seen. It's mine. It took me 25 years to design this. This card is expensive, it's about $4 a card because of the stock. It doesn't fit in a Rolodex because it doesn't belong in a Rolodex. It's the kind of thing where your card should be so good that even if they don't like you, they won't throw it out because it demonstrates incredible marketing capability. Life is not about being liked, it's about being effective. My card is die cut. My card is foil stamped. My card is embossed. Crowds, (laughs) Guaranteed. You're kidding. My card, instead of telling you that I'm a CEO, because who cares about my title, tells you about the result I generate. I build crowds. Guaranteed.
4: What do you do? Guaranteed. Um, Think about that guy and just do the opposite. That's your life goal. (laughs) Thank you.
1: OK, I'm, I'm two for three on the tabs closing, so that's OK, right? I think it's OK. OK. I need to get better at this in between banter, but it's really hard when you're trying to do something technical. So just imagine I'm saying something very entertaining, like please welcome to Open Tabs the wonderful Becky Orphan." Hi, Becky.
3: Hey, hey, Uh, I didn't realise I had to tell you what I did, I don't have a website, haven't had one for five years, may not ever have one again, Uh, but I'm an illustrator and a designer and I don't even know how to describe what I actually do anymore because um, I do a bunch of things, Um, I also do craft, I've written books, um, I've been working for 20 years, I studied textile design originally. And since I've made books, my first book was published six or seven years ago, and that's kind of changed how um, I work, I guess. Um, But yeah, and also thank you for listening and having me. Um, I didn't think I was on until later, so um, a little bit unprepared. But anyway, I'm just going to straight into my my first tab. Um, So this is... um, uh weekly newsletter that I get called In Wild Air, which is by Heath Killen, who is an illustrator, but it does a bunch of other things as well. Um, my favourite thing about what he does, whoops, is that um, his newsletters kind of take you into a world which, to me, was, like, completely outside of what I do. So, for example, this woman is an expert on the occult and she gets every pers- he gets every person to answer um, things in seven categories and so this is a really great newsletter for me to get because it gets me outside of my realm and kind of leads me to a bunch of like super interesting things that um I wouldn't usually um come across um, so yeah that's one of my my favorite current links that comes into my inbox every day um, uh, which you should probably check out um, My next favourite recent discovery um, was on It's Nice That, which I'm sure you all know. It's like an incredible website um, which has lots of great things on illustration and design. Um, I was subscribing to it for a while, which um, was cool, but now I try and kind of dip in and out um, of that because... I feel like I don't want to look at it too often. It's a bit too awesome. It makes me feel a bit crap about myself. So um, that this was one of my most favourite recent discoveries. Um, a Korean illustrator, her name is Ram Han. Um, her work has got beautiful colour. It's a little bit perverse. Um, it's a little bit nostalgic. It's a little bit psychedelic. It's like all the things I love, like, in an illustration, basically. Um, And it was a really... And I feel like every illustrator I find at the moment is a cute Korean girl and she totally fits this category. Um, So, that was one of my favourite recent discoveries. Um, The other thing I included as well, this is not necessarily chronological in the the last week or so, but um, I've included two, I guess, blogs that I continuously go back to um, to have interesting references um, that are kind of... I guess, again, outside my realm, I'm always trying to get outside illustration and design and and find things um, that are inspiring. I always kind of come back to architecture. Um, This is a really beautiful blog which has a lot of um, photos of architecture, but it also has a lot of sort of random um, images from who knows where. Um, It doesn't get updated very often. But um, the things I find on here I've never seen anywhere else and I think it's a – which is a really beautiful um, kind of thing. I think it's so easy um, to look at the same things again and again these days. Um, So, there's two blogs that I basically come back to all the time, um, one of which is this um, and the other one which I'll show you in a minute. Um, But lots of nostalgic, beautiful images. And then they'll have these kind of crazy hand-drawn – fonts and yeah it's just an incredible mix of things uh which yeah I don't feel like I've kind of got to see anywhere else um intelligent intelligent clashing is another blog which uh I feel like again it's been going for a really long time and the way um the images she selects is really, really individual, not like anything else I kind of come across. The colour that she um, uses within her blog is really, really beautiful. Um, I find it super inspiring. Um, I tracked her down on Instagram and found her and sent her a bunch of my books. And um, Yeah, she's super, super cool. Um, One of the other things which I'm always doing is internet shopping... Um, especially when I go through a few months of um, intense work or I have to work kind of day and night. And uh, This is one of my favourite web stores, um, Mr Larkin. Um, it's just a web shop, but I think when someone does this something and does it really, really well, um, again, that can be super inspiring. Um, the photography on this site is really, really beautiful. The clothes are really beautiful. Um, Sort of expensive, but <laughs> you need rewards, right? Um, they've got a really cute blog. Uh, yeah, so this is something I go to, either window internet shopping or not window internet shopping to look at, and it's inspiring either way. I think it's they do a really really great job. Um, Going to Pinterest. Um, oh, this is Jeremy's Pinterest. This is not my Pinterest. <laughs> But that's cool. Um, I've, got, I've got a love-hate relationship with Pinterest. Um, so I guess I wanted to talk about Pinterest not necessarily as my feed but as, as a source that I go to all the time. Um, I definitely, yeah, have a love-hate interest with Pinterest because... Um, it's led to this thing where you often, it doesn't link to where the image actually comes from. It just links to a blog or a Tumblr and you can never actually find information about the image, which I think is a really dangerous thing about the internet. Um, so I use interest in a very specific way. I use it as a, as a research tool. Um, I use it as a search engine. It can be really great um, specific kind of search engine um, to look for things. Um, and I definitely use it as a cataloguing kind of material um I try not to look at the feed that I have because um again the thing with Pinterest is it presents you a curated feed based on um all the things that you've pinned and I don't want to see things that I've pinned I want to see things that are outside my realm so but I do use Pinterest all the time and I and I love it for the reasons that I use it and I definitely still do look at the feed but I try not to so um but I use it absolutely at least four or five times a day um, and I think it's a great resource. Uh, so, I just wanted to say that. Um, music. This was... Music's kind of really important to what... Um, you know, to my working life, to, to everything I do. My partner just put out a book which is all about hip-hop, produces home studios, his second book. Um, it's called Behind... The, uh, it's called Back to the Lab, if you would like to purchase it. Um... This was a – oh, it's this was um, – I'm always looking for new music. I constantly am on Spotify, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, all those things, and this was a really amazing mix that I found recently of Madlib, who's one of my favourite producers, um, and it's really, really cool. I'm not going to play it for you because it's boring, but you should look it up But it's um, from the boiler room. I found the link through Facebook. I find a lot of links that I – have things that I look at through Facebook because – you know, regardless of what I'd like to say, I'm still completely addicted to social media and I think Facebook can provide a lot of um, great links. Um, so, you should definitely check that out. Um, okay, so this is my favourite one. So, I don't know if you can read that, but um, Google is one of my favourite things about living in the time that we live at. I just went on a trip to LA and just literally just got back and um, one of the we went with a group of friends who... The conversation is always complete base level. So we had a heated discussion about if Stevie Nicks did blow coca- cocaine up her ass or not, and um, and so that's one of my favourite things is that you can Google put Stevie Nicks cocaine ass <laughs> into Google and it will give you the answers. Um, and this was a great article um, from Vice. I do love Vice. I love. Um, that it presents news in a very unintellectualised way and is a really good thing for the people. And so Vice did an article where one of their um, reporters blew KK and up his ass in various ways <laughs> and then um, digested the results. So basically, you shouldn't do it. It's really bad for you. And it was a total myth that Stevie Nicks did ever do it. That um, you shouldn't do it, basically. <laughs> um, my other... Uh my next link uh, is also from Vice. Um, it's a really brilliant show called States of Undress. I've got it on the SBS website, which you can watch it on the SBS On Demand. Um, but that's presented by um, an, a journalist called Haley Gates, who was a model. Um, she goes around the world. This is the second series um, looking at fashion... Um, looking at issues around fashion, but she'll go to like this. Was um, an episode when she went to Bolivia. She does lots of amazing, interesting things um, concerning fashion. She's a really um, the way she digests it's, it's not um, what I'm trying to say like, she's not, she's really, she'll try everything, she presents it in a really great digestible way and and it's never condescending to the people she's talking to. Um, It's just a really, really great series that you should 100% check out if you can. Um, Yes, and my last, my very last one, um, once that thing gets out of the way, um, was an article in the New York Times. I love reading the New York Times. It it has a really great um, varied... uh, Dialogue, I think. Um, This was an article written by a woman called Ashton Applewhite who writes about ageism. Um, I'm just going to let that go because you don't need to see it. But um, she, I think ageism is a really interesting thing. Um, As I get older, I'm so interested in the way that people um, treat you as you get older. Um, Same as sexism, same as a bunch of other things. And this is a really great article. About how you know society is obsessed with youth and especially female youth, um, and it's got a whole lot of practical ways to be not ageist if you're scared that you're going to um, become ageist. And yeah, it's just a really, really interesting article um, written about this topic, which I find myself being quite obsessed with um, in recent times. Yeah, Thank you. Thank and that's it.
1: When I was looking at your links, I thought cocaine ass was something like cauliflower ear. Like something that you got from doing cocaine, not, some, not like part of a kind of shorter search result thing. Okay, it's almost the end. We have our last speaker. Very happy to welcome to Open Tabs illustrator, author, designer, everyman, Mark Martin. Please give a warm welcome to Mark.
6: Thanks, Jeremy. I'm not an everyman. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take the everyman tag. Um, hi. Uh, thanks for coming. My name is Mark Martin. I can't make eye contact with any of you, so I'll probably just dart around the room. Um, so, yeah, this is my... I thought I'd start off by showing you my Instagram feed, um, just because it's kind of got more personal work on here. Um, so... Yeah, I'm an illustrator, uh, artist, designer, and author. Um, I try and post something on Instagram every day. Um, Some of the stuff uh, comes from commercial projects and other stuff. Um, Oh, no, quick, go back. Other stuff is more personal, like I said before. My God, I haven't used a brand new Mac for a long time. Okay, ever. Um, this is my latest book. It's called What's Up Top. It's um, a book about uh, encouraging imagination. Um, obviously, it's for children, um, and it's a rhyming book. Um, yeah, so that's one of the latest projects that I've done. Uh, moving on, I'm going to try and stick with these tabs. Uh, moving on, this is an article I read in The Guardian. It's about um, technology and how, um, how technology, I guess... Uh, affects our ability to be able to focus. Um, and so this is kind of talking from um, a tech insider's point of view. So they've interviewed a bunch of um, uh, people that used that used to work in the tech industry um, for companies like Google or Facebook and have kind of... Uh, these people have kind of flipped the other way, I guess, and um, have kind of realised that... Um, uh, technology kind of make can make us um have i guess um uh addictive tendencies so things like uh the the facebook like button or the um the the pull to refresh um what's that called the pull to refresh uh mechanism thank you the pull to refresh mechanism um kind of triggers um i guess um, things in our, in, in our brain that um, work in similar ways to um, drug use um, or gambling. And so um, these people in the tech industry are just trying to come up with, um, I guess, a, um, a code of ethics, if you like, for developing um, new apps and new technologies. Um, and I kind of found that really interesting. Um, and next um, is an article from uh, my favourite news source, the Financial Times, um, I never read the Financial Times, but I don't know how... I can't remember how I came across this, but it's called The Uber Game. It is actually from the Financial Times, um, and it's based on a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of interviews with Uber drivers, and so they've kind of, game of gamified um, investigative journalism. That's how I describe it, I guess. Um, so you basically get to be an Uber driver for a day, and you're living in San Francisco, and you're trying to make money, and... You're trying to be a good Uber driver and be friendly with customers. Let's just see if we can just run through a little bit of this. So, yeah, you know, you'll get a call from a customer and, you know, um, you know, you have a choice of what you might answer. So, you know, it's either hurry up, will you, or take your time and, you know, whether or not they give you a good rating or that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you kind of progress throughout the day um, and... At the end, it kind of just gives you an outcome as to whether or not you can pay rent and feed your family and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting just to see, I guess, how, how an Uber survivor, uh, how an Uber driver survives. <laughs> I've been writing so many rhyming books. <laughs> Maybe that can be for the, uh, the adult version. Um, and next up is an article about fish depression. Um, and the reason I, why I clicked on this article was because my partner and I were talking about um, moving into an apartment and possibly getting a pet and the ethics of keeping a pet in a two-bedroom apartment, especially if it was a, a cat, for example, where um, you probably wouldn't let the cat out um, because we live on the third floor. Um, so how does a cat, you know... Live its life in a two-bedroom apartment, and that's kind of weird. So um, this kind of relates um, to that discussion. Um, so basically, the basically this article yeah, is talking about why, oh, how fish, if fish can get depressed, um, and uh, I guess uh, strategies to not make your fish depressed, um, which kind of is basically just about um, providing a stimulating environment for the fish. So putting in plants, putting in rocks, that kind of stuff, making its, um, its tank bigger, so not just like a traditional fishbowl. This, this makes it sound like I know a lot about goldfish, but anyway. Um, the next thing is... Oh, yeah, because I'm a freelancer... Can I just refresh this? Just there. Because I'm a freelancer, I, um, I tend to procrastinate a lot. Does that work? Yes. Did. And so every now and then I will just like go to um, this website, which is like a a live stream of different animals around the world. Um, And it just kind of like just provides me with a little bit of, I don't know, just kind of calming energy throughout the day. Um, I don't think our internet is good enough. There's a really good um, black bear feed. well it's really good um no that's they're brown bears, and they 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 um they kind of hang around this um waterfall and they catch um trout as it um as they try and swim up, and they kind of just like stand at the front of the waterfall with their mouths open and the trout kind of like swim into their mouths anyway, I think that's really cool um yeah, so that's that's what I do with my day um no actually what what I do do with my day is google things like men on bicycles. Um, So, one of the briefs um, that I'm working on at the moment is a series of greeting cards. And um, the greeting cards are aimed at men and young urban men. So, I had to kind of come up with ideas of uh, young urban men in daily situations. Um, So, that might be... um, men riding around uh, on bicycles. And for some reason, there's lots of, like, um, like, just men riding around topless. (laughs) Like, I'm not even into men, but, I mean, those guys, like, look at those pecs. That's crazy. Um, Isn't it? Like, or, like, like that. Um, So I kind of have to, like, try and justify this kind of search history or, like, imagery in my studio. It's like, I'm not doing anything sus like some of the other kind of search industry uh, search history that um i couldn't show you is kind of crazy um this is uh on a more serious note this is a uh, i don't know how to describe it really it's it's called trello and i use it um for project management um for lack of a better term but it's basically um a bunch of boards that you set up Um, with lists on them. So um, I'll just read them out too. So I I set them up. uh, So I have a a list for today, a a list for this week, this month, and then I've got things like invoices and other stuff like that. And it's a tab that is constantly open on my computer and it just helps me remember all the stuff that I have to do. I have a really bad, bad memory. Um, My partner can attest to that. Um, So this just means I just get everything on here... And I open it up at the start of the day, and it's like, "Yeah, cool, this is what I have to do." And then so for example, when you finish something, you can move it onto another list, that kind of thing, um, or deprioritize it. so it's going to make a, an animated gif, and I don't want to do that this week, so I'll just move that to another month. Or, for example, you can also go to other boards. So I've got a work board and I've got a life admin board. Probably need to work on my life admin board. I've got change address with the ATO. Still have to do that. Set up automatic super payments, which is just never going to happen as a freelancer. But, hey, you can always wish. Um, Yeah, this tab is... uh, When I'm doing really brain-numbing work, um, or just stuff that doesn't really require much brain power, I might chuck on a documentary in the background. Um, And this website called Thought Maybe um, has some really amazing documentaries um, from all around the world. And I just chose uh, my favourite documentary maker. um, uh, His name is Adam Curtis. He does stuff for the BBC Um, And he also has incredibly good taste in music. He's sort of like the John Peel of um, documentary makers. Um, And this is going to make me look like a conspiracy theorist, but I don't care. I'm just going to show you 30 seconds of it. Oh, no, this is like Vimeo. This is not going to load. Maybe we'll come back to that. Because I do want to prove that I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But anyway, um, yeah, this is called that. This tab I found through some random link website uh, called Koodle Koodle Associates, uh, Koodle Partners, Um, and they just have like a a list of things uh, that they refresh every day. This was on there, it's um, an illustration by a guy called Alexander Perrin. I'm not sure where he's from, um, but it's basically just kind of a way of him promoting his work. Um, so you're just this little character, and you can kind of just walk around. Oop. And it's just super beautiful. Um, so you hop on this tram. Oh, yeah, I really like the sound effects too. And so the whole thing only goes for about three minutes. Um maybe yeah, three to five minutes, and you just kind of control this tram and you kind of go along this kind of uh, uh, panoramic landscape and you can pick up passengers along the way. And it's kind of just about enjoying the ride, so just try and stop the tram there and pick up some passengers. So it's just really cute. Um, but it's just like, like as an illustrator, I just really like it because it's just a really good way of promoting your work. It doesn't really serve any other function apart from just being really beautiful and promoting um, his skills. So I quite liked that. Okay, let's just watch 20 seconds of this. Um, yeah, I'd highly recommend... Um, Oh, my God. I'd highly recommend watching an Adam, Adam Curtis documentary. Um, yeah, they're just really well made, um, really tight editing. Um, and he uses archival footage really well. Um, and he's just got a really good way of um, surmising really complex ideas um, about the world that we live in. Um, yeah, that's one of them. See, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, This is a podcast called Note to Self. Um, Note to Self is a podcast about technology and how it relates to human beings. This episode is called I Didn't See Your Text. And it's kind of just talking about... um, Yeah, it's talking about a few different things. One of the things... It's talking about text etiquette. Um, and a phenomenon called ghosting, which is when you might like text a bunch of people, "Hey, you might text a bunch of people uh, that you 're having a party this happens to me all the time, um, and no one replies um, but I guess it 's just that that idea that um, technology is kind of uh, can can in some ways um, instead of i guess enabling us to uh, to connect us i guess um, it 's kind of Driving us further apart, and um, it's encouraging um, habits like not texting people back because you don't feel like it, and then you end up kind of forgetting about it. Um, and so this podcast is kind of just talking about it. The other thing I like about it is it 's only about fifteen minutes long, so um, it sort of doesn't take up a huge chunk of your time. You can kind of listen to it um, when you 're on a bicycle or whatever, or catching a tram. Um, and the last tab I wanted to talk about was um, just what's been going on in, in the news cycle. Um, and so this is about um, the Harvey Weinstein stuff um, the, and the MeToo hashtag um, that's been going on on Twitter. And more specifically, the response, the other response to the MeToo hashtag. So if anyone that doesn't know about the MeToo hashtag, um, it's basically um, women sharing their stories of sexual assault. And the response to that um, by an Australian writer called Benjamin Law um, is, um, an, is a how, how I will change um, hashtag, um, which is, I guess, for, for men to kind of take ownership of, of this and put up their hands and kind of say, hey, um, uh, I might actually read you uh, just a couple of Benjamin Law's tweets really quickly. So, for example, acknowledge that if all women I know have been sexually harassed, abused or assaulted, then I know the perpetrators or I am one. Uh, Recognise I don't need to be a perpetrator to be a bad guy. Questioning harassment, not doing anything about it, um, that's all bad. So, yeah, I think it's just a really important um, movement to be aware of and maybe I'll just leave it at that. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Okay, I don't have anything really good to end on here, so I think that's just going to be it. Thank you, everyone, for coming and sticking around. Um, do, we have, do we have more beer at all? Where is it? How much beer do we have left? We have a bit of beer left. So hang around. We'll be hanging around for the next kind of, uh, you know, a few minutes or so, but otherwise, enjoy your evening. Have a good weekend. Thanks again for coming. Bye-bye.